0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Garage. This is episode number 348 featuring Paul Deasy, lead character modeler at uh, Giant Animation. Uh, He was a really cool guy. He was actually a person that one of our listeners requested would be on, right? And so there's Mm -hmm. several people who are part of the, 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 the... the ZBrush teams or the ZBrush community and he's one of the guys out there and so we got a suggestion I got in touch with the Pixelogic guys and they were super nice and they got me in touch with Paul so uh, there'll be a couple more probably coming from them so thanks to Pixelogic Pixel guys for the connection but uh, Paul was just such a sweet and interesting and really great guy so Kristen what did you think of uh, what do you think of Paul?
1: Um, Yeah, well, it was a great listen. One, the accent made it made everything. Um, But his love of character modeling is it was just like a great story to listen to. He kind of gets into a deep dive of character modeling. And as you mentioned, maybe his Irish heritage has a little influence on his storytelling, which he likes to be a bit more dramatic with his lighting. Um, And he's just really encouraging to all artists. and also lends like a nice respectful way to reach out to artists that you might admire. Um, like if you watch them via stream or Discord. Um, yeah, it, it was just, that was great. And then he also uh, talks about not getting in, like wrapped up in the like follow world with like Instagram. And cause that actually takes away from the beauty of like why you're an artist. So um, yeah, it was all over. Just a, a great, great podcast. Yeah,
0: he really sort of, you know, uh, like a, He's very humbling and very humble uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really kind of a, a wonderful thing because he really sort of tells, you know, re- tries to remind you why he does it and why you should probably doing it. Don't do it because... You want the likes and follows on Instagram. That's not mm-hmm. that's not what art is about, uh, and it's about making you feel a certain emotion. And that emotion doesn't have to be the adrenaline when someone hits the like button. So uh, I just think it's really cool what he th- he's doing, and I really appreciate uh, him coming on. And I'd love to I'd love to meet him in person. Like you said, you know, share a beer with him. Uh, anyway, uh, great, Kristen. We have a couple of quick announcements. Something's happening as of tomorrow when this podcast comes out. So it'll be the next day, right? What's going on? Yep.
1: So you can find this out at chaos.com slash events. On November 2nd, there's going to be a Power of V-Ray 5 for Rhino webinar, which will be hosted by Chaos and 3DWS. Um, And then also you can find this out. Actually, this is our student rendering challenge, which has been going on since September. But this year's theme is create a better world. Um, So you can share your vision of whatever you would like to Um, Submit for a chance to win V-Ray Education Collection, Corona Licenses, Chaos Cloud Credits, and a lot more. Um, Submissions end November 23rd, Um, and it's a little bit of a a long uh, URL, but chaos.com slash create a -a dash better dash world so you can find it on our website so create a better
0: world with dashes between all the words yes super easy (laughs) all right again chaos.com slash create a better world with dashes between all the words uh cool that's really great uh excited uh, to find out what people will submit there if people want to know more about the podcast where can they go Kristen?
1: You can go to facebook.com slash CG Garage Podcast or chaos.com slash CG Garage. And if you'd like to watch us, go to youtube.com slash chaos group TV.
0: Yes, indeed. In fact, I should note that if you guys are watching us, you will notice that I am actually outside. And the reason I'm outside is I'm preparing for a podcast that I'm going to record in person. It'll be the, f- and you figure outside is the safest place these days to do things in person like this uh, but I have not done a podcast in person in like 18 months so it's very exciting uh, so that's the reason I'm outside so, so it would be fun it be fun to come watch us now obviously the podcast is in video form and also a lot of fun to do that and if you guys have ideas of podcasts you'd like to do including hey Chris if you're going to do them in person uh, you should do a person. this person here uh, just go to labs at chaosgroup.com email us give us your ideas we'd love to hear them uh, if you have any suggestions for uh uh, you know uh, uh, with respect to shows that we've already done or you have ideas or criticisms or any of your thoughts would be welcome to do uh, again that's labs at chaosgroup.com and if don't forget to rate us on apple podcast and uh, i think that's it right <laughs> yes with that being said please enjoy episode number 348 with Paul Deasy. Welcome to another CG
2: garage Where the chaos group talks You'll know it's over when the last bucket drops We're gonna fire off rays in high dynamic range We know that ambient occlusion is passe Global illumination won't lead you astray And while image-based lighting is really swell you need to make sure
0: everything has for now. Well, cool. Well thank you so much, Paul. This is this is awesome to have you on. This is uh, I believe, uh, a user requested episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is great. Um, and you know, I've actually wanted to, you know, there's there's you guys run a really great uh, com- there's a great community of of people who uh, work in ZBrush and do a yeah. lot of ZBrush stuff. Uh, and that's a great community that i think i want to know more uh more about and how you got involved with all of that stuff but uh i think i first want to know uh, a little bit about your background and what got you interested in art and computer graphics and all of those things
2: yeah well it, it's 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 the kind of uh, artist trope story okay. a little bit of like uh from from a very young age i was just into drawing and you know Batman and comics and watching addicted to the Batman animated TV series and stuff like that. All my Christmases were filled with just Batman. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much just Batman all the way through. um And I think when once I finished school and you know you're trying to pick out what you're gonna do in college and stuff, so immediately I wanted to do something in animation, but. In Ireland, it was very, like, it was almost, if you want to be an artist, people would be like, hmm, maybe you should try something else because maybe you won't be able to, you know, that might be very hard to get into and stuff. You're getting that as, as a kid growing up. Yeah. But uh, I guess I was just stubborn. I kind of just stuck to it. I I was told by school to do, um to go to a, another college where they they do, like, traditional uh, painting and uh stuff like that. And instead I just wanted to do animation. So I ended up going to a place called Ballyferma college. Okay. Um, which is, um, in Dublin, in Ireland. And I studied, uh, traditional and computer animation. And uh, when around
0: what year was this?
2: That would have been 2007 when I started in, okay. in that course um and i did it for three years uh all the while i wanted to be a 2d layout artist i wanted to draw uh backgrounds for animation and then i finished college and i was just kind of working on my own stuff and i started doing painting i started painting the backgrounds and then i started adding characters and then i started getting more and more into the characters and then i started to focus on just the character uh drawing and painting characters until eventually someone kept at me to try zbrush because i wasn't really into the technical sides of cg initially okay that that was like what was blocking me from going into it even though i'd done a little bit in college mm-hmm. uh and i liked it but i much preferred the 2d and the things because i liked I, I just preferred the more artistic route and someone introduced me to zbrush where it was like yeah you can just be in you don't have to worry about the technical stuff just sculpt and that's what, that's what got me into CG then. Cause once, once I could do that, um, I think that was, that was a, probably about three years after college. Okay. And then I started using ZBrush and from there I started doing sculpts. Still didn't know anything about retopology or any of the technical stuff and then got a job, but I somehow got a job regardless as a character artist and they let me in as a junior and I learned that stuff then uh, kind of on the job which is the best way to do it because it was pure and utter panic because you know, <laughs> yep. it's like these are your base tasks and I don't know how to do some of them so I was like learn fast before they figure out that you know this guy isn't <laughs> isn't able to do what he needs to do so let's let him go so it was like just panic and learn as much as I can Right. so I managed to I managed to keep my job thank- thankfully and uh, yeah, it kind of went from there. Well, well, that's that's amazing. And you know,
0: the thing that's that's interesting to me, and, and, and you know, I think about this a lot, is is that's exactly some of the things that that tools like ZBrush able to do because uh, people who wouldn't have entered into computer graphics did because of yep. the, the 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 natural way that it works. Right? It works like a it works like a tool. Bef- Listen to Alex Alvarez over who founded Noman. He used to do all of his creatures by with Nurb surfaces, and I mean, it just sounds like trying to design a creature by quilting a couch. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but so, so ZBrush has sort
2: of changed everything for a lot of people, right? Totally, totally. Well, you, you think of that natural progression of, you know, like a lot of artists start with a pencil and paper. So mm-hmm. if you give them a modeling like if you just ask them to model now like the box model it's a big step it's a big change from just drawing where sculpting is much more it's it's an it's an easier transition right so zbrush opened the door for people to to digitally sculpt and it it, it people like myself were able to find that way in and did you and do they, any kind of sculpting like actual physical sculpting before yeah 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 we did it in college like i did a lot of life drawing and all that like you know that goes with animation and we also did a lot of uh sculpting from life and that got me into sculpting so and i after a while started just to buy my own clay and do some little sculpts at home and stuff but it was more for fun at the time Mm -hmm. because i was still in that like i want to be a 2d layout artist or at, at a certain stage it was like maybe i'll be a concept artist or whatever uh, so I was still in that mindset but I still did it for fun which helped when I did make the jump over but so did the 2D you know all those principles still carry across the fundamentals like the the anatomy and the shape language and all that kind of stuff they translated straight across it was just a case of well figuring out how to use ZBrush initially like getting used to the UI and ZBrush and stuff and once I did I was able to apply all those same fundamentals again so it was like that much easier transition.
0: And do you still do traditional drawing and some sculpting as well?
2: Yeah, 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 and not as much as I'd like. I, I, because I, you know, time starts to get the older you get. Time starts to get yep more and more precious, and uh, so I, I'd love to be able to do like at least an hour a day, but I don't always get to do that. But I'll try. Yeah, I, I often um like on the Z, on the Pixlogic live streams. I'll try to always, not always, but I'll I'll try to generally work on my own designs. Okay. Uh, in which case, I'll I'll draw, I'll sketch something first. Now right. I'll usually flesh it out further in the three D stage, but I'll, I'll 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 generally try to do a sketch and figure out something myself, and that's literally just to do that, just to keep me keep myself drawing and keeping that stuff fresh in my mind, kind of, because. Right. Right. It can, you know, yourself. It can go away if you don't use it.
0: Well, let's let's talk a little bit about designing a character. Obviously, you know the way that you're doing it in, in CG and 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 the challenges that that involves. So, like, what what are some of the challenges? Like, how do you how do you when you think about a, a character, or, you know, something you know? I've seen your artwork on ArtStation. It's it's a lot of fun. It's great. It's great. And you're trying to oh, tell some there's some stories that are being told in every one of your your your, your images and your, your sculpts so yeah. what how do you how do you come up with that like what's what are some of the things that you know allow you to think about it and you're trying to tell the story and and and, and design the character like what's it, what are some of the steps you creatively go through to get there
2: uh, well it's it's kind of a case of uh, i'm always trying to think of what will i what will i work on next so i'm always if i maybe i see a, maybe it's a movie and it's just a genre maybe and I'm like, oh, I'd like to try something in that genre. Like it could be sci-fi, or it could be, you know, like uh, I remember doing the, the, the detective, sculpt that I did. Uh, that was I'd oh, I had watched. I I think I I was visiting someone and it was on the TV
0: okay. and they kind of lowered
2: it down while we were talking, but it was in the corner of my eye. I can't remember <laughs> what the name of the film was now, but it was like a film noir type of uh-huh. and I was like oh, I'd love to What they're yapping away just telling me about their day and I'm in my head going I wonder what I could do with like a film noir thing because I've always <laughs> enjoyed that thing but uh, yeah so I, I, I wanted to do like a detective or whatever and then it's just a case of from from that point I actually sat down and like wrote a story out of okay. where he ends up in like New Orleans and stuff this is a while ago now so I couldn't right, right, tell you right, right. But like a just it wasn't a big just something thrown together, right? Uh, And a lot of it I didn't like use to put into it. But it's good to have a fleshed out kind of story. Yeah, to think what your character, who your character is, and how they would dress, and what what year they're in, uh, what what's the situation that they're in, because you can add adding like you said the, the those little narrative things, even if it's just obviously if you're doing like a, a any sort of film any sort of production then they're in that situation right but even if you're just doing like a still render just for your portfolio it's good to think of that stuff because you can add in these little these little subtle things even into right. like you know maybe a piece of jewelry or something that tells a little bit of where they're coming from or who they are uh, so that's important and it, it just it's it's it can be subtle but it makes such a big difference I think it just don't want your characters to be really generic and that just breaks. i think
0: right no i think there's a lot i mean uh i was looking at the the hellboy one that you did as well and there's so much going on in that that picture (laughs) right yeah there's a lot of stories a lot of things so obviously you know you must what's kind of fun i guess is you get to 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 imagine all this story and you're probably thinking about them as you're sculpting it's like oh yeah this yeah and and then and then uh, you probably continue to develop the story as you're sculpting itself,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like that Hellboy one just started as, um, it was Derek uh uh-huh. a really nice 2D artist and he'd done this uh, just bust of Hellboy right? and I came across it on Pinterest or something like that and, and I saved it aside and I thought, oh, I'll start that in the next stream. I'll just do a bust for that week and then I'll move on
0: right but uh,
2: a lot of people like myself included are a big fan of hellboy and a a lot of people kind of responded to it and i really i really liked how the the sculpt was the especially the shapes and the face were coming out so i thought i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna do the full body and so i just continued it from there um and just found all the reference for you know what his jacket looks like and so on and and like that then i was like he's into cats like from from all the content i've seen of hellboy over time i know he's into cats and i had sculpted a cat a while back to print it right and i was like i wonder so i pulled that file in and kind of put it in his hand Mm -hmm. and because he was supposed to be i i kind of put it to the people on the stream at the time yeah like maybe he's just having a smoke break just why not because he had a cigarette in his mouth. I was like yeah. maybe he's just having a smoke break. Why we, we don't have to make some big dynamic um you know action scene every time or whatever. So right. And I always like the more subtle kind of vibes. Right. So like, maybe he's just having a smoke break and then he had the cat in his hand. And I was like maybe he's rescued the cat. And then so I put the tentacle in where <laughs> and I put the sword in the tentacle as if he's just killed some sort of creature and saved this cat and now he's having a well-deserved break. break after so that was basically how the narrative unfolded of that one
0: well there's a whole you see there's a whole story that happened at the same time
2: yeah I didn't even it kind of came to me rather than I invented it it just as I was sculpting it it just started to unfold
0: yeah and I like how it started it's like I'm going to do a bust of Hellboy and then I'm
2: sculpting a tentacle (laughs) <laughs> that's so
0: cool okay so let, let, let a couple of things i want to talk about obviously i want to talk to you about community you mentioned obviously uh you do streams of your sculpts which i definitely want to get into and talk a little bit about that but there's also obviously you're also uh you know on on places like art station out there yeah. where there's a lot of people who do uh us, you know things like like what you do and like they put out their characters and they do things what do you think about you know uh, the art community today and like how that has evolved especially in the digital world and and what that you know what that implies at the good end you know there, there could be some bad parts about it as well but what do you think about the uh, you know what that community is like and how you how would, how
2: you fit into that yeah i think um it's definitely changed like i think it's it about well, the good sides of it is because there's so much support within the community i think um like for the most part i i always say to people reaching out to me and f- whether it's the streams or maybe some people will just write a message to me on whether it's art station or maybe instagram or whatever uh, and i'll i'll always try to help them um but i always say to them like if you if you see an artist doing something reach out to them now you gotta be polite, but it there's an etiquette there that you have to, because it, it can sometimes, it can sometimes get overwhelming if s- tons of people are coming always to you, it can get overwhelming because there is like a pressure to you you want to you want to reply to them all, but when you get a lot of messages, it's very hard to, uh, and I'll often try to like if something keeps cropping up, I'll try to incorporate that into a stream or something um but I'll always say to like reach out to artists because that's important as well as you from from my point of view it's great that you can make connections with other people in the industry across the world because like I'm in Ireland so there's not it's like when you compare that to say LA like the 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 community is much smaller here and you know they're not it's not employees from like Disney and all these big companies, um, but true that like I've got to know so many. Even when I when I did go to LA, I met the likes of Shane Olson and Matt Torop, and we already knew each other. Like we'd never seen each other before, but it was I I remember walking up to Matt Torop. He had a booth. He he had a booth in, um, um Lightbox, mm-hmm. and I walked up and I was kind of thinking. I don't. Will I just? I don't want to say my name with the assumption that he'll know. So I tried to say it real subtly, just in case. And but as soon as I said, "Oh, hey, my Paul Deasy," he knew exactly who I was. And we got a picture together, and we were chatting. And the same with Shane Olsen. I went over and introduced myself to Shane Olsen, and we knew each other, and we were chatting like we were friends, like we knew each other before. Right. Uh, so on on that end of it, that's great. That's really like that's that's a really positive side sure uh, because you're developing that community and you can make contacts and you know that even opens up opportunities you know even there's a there's there's people that through the stream and through like discord and so on that i've gotten to know that are like haven't got a ton of experience in the industry yet but um you know if, if it was if an opportunity came up where where i work there was a a position available i'd be happy to contact one of them right where they're at that level to be like if you're interested apply for this and that kind of thing can happen so um in that way it's great um the only the only kind of negative side i can see sometimes is the kind of like culture the the like and follow culture that can get a bit because and i i try to try to keep hammering that home on on the likes of the streams that you shouldn't as much as it it it's helpful to get a big following and it's great it's great to see when you post something and it gets a ton of likes and it's trending and all that's you know you get that satisfaction back from it after putting all that work in but uh it shouldn't be the point and it's very easy for that to become the point and people are not it's very easy then to lose That uh, passion for the actual process of making something. Because, I mean, that's what we do it for. That's how we start. You know, as kids, when we're drawing a picture, we're not drawing a picture because we want to show everyone. We're just drawing anything again and again. And so I, I think it's important to try and keep that. And I think the like, follow kind of culture can be a bit threatening to that aspect
0: of it do you think and and that is that is a very tough tough part especially you know i know a lot of the instagram i mean i spoke to um, ash thorpe and he's like all but given up on all social media because of that he can mm-hmm. feel it can be very threatening and 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 toxic in a lot of ways uh yeah, yeah. and competitive which is also very competitive which is not goes counter to art <laughs> art shouldn't be competitive exactly. you know exactly yeah. So uh, I'm I was a little bit curious about about that, but at the same time, you mentioned you talked about the community, right? And and you helping people, that seems to be something that you like to do. You like to help people and do things like reaching out to them, and doing things like the stream to to, to help the community. What what drives that
2: <laughs> for you? That's a good question. I don't know. There's a there's a you know I I, I think in most people there is there's satisfaction to be got from just helping someone and not necessarily getting it. Like there's no, there's no reward for anything. It's just, that is the reward kind of, um, Mm -hmm. there's just something, I think the same way if I make a piece of artwork and I pull it out, like the fact that I've made it, there's the satisfaction to be had from just, I've, I've done it. Like that's it. It's finished. I did the final render, and I'm happy with how it looks. It's it's kind of the same. uh, You know, you could ask like, why why is that satisfying? It there's just something in us that enjoys the process and and seeing the 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 fruits of our labor, sort of thing. Right. Um, I think in the same way, there's there's something in people that just when you help someone and you see them doing better there's a lot of satisfaction to be had from that. Uh, it's just, uh, like whether it be the streams or sometimes people will contact me. Sometimes there's there's some people who've, you know, they're at every stream, they're in the discord, they're always commenting on anything I post or anything. They're, they're always there. And sometimes they'll reach out to me and ask like, hey, I did this. Could you give me any feedback on it? Mm-hmm. And on, on a handful of times for, for those people that are always there kind of, I'll, I actually have made a video and recorded, put it into Photoshop, say, and draw drawn over it and said, this is what you should do. This is why you should do it. And right. All that kind of. And, and then you see them and then they come back and they're like, Oh, I, I applied that. And I see what you mean by this. And it's, and it's now like, say it's a couple of fundamental things that they, they're not quite hitting. Right. And then they come back and they've hit it. And you're like, yes, go. And then, and then they post it and it does well. And, yeah there's there's a lot of satisfaction to just seeing someone grow and you're you're partly responsible for helping them get there. There's just satisfaction there. Absolutely. It's hard.
0: I I do know what you mean because I I have exact you know feel very similarly to uh to the way you do but uh yeah. who who helped you when you needed help?
2: <laughs> yeah, well um <clears throat> there's a there's a good few people. I mean I know on on so many levels so like uh, a friend of mine uh Aidan Coughlin was the the guy who said to me I went to college with him and he was the one who kept at me he was like try ZBrush and you know at first I was like I'm not really into the 3d thing he's just try it just try it kept at me I was like all right I'll try it and that's so I mean if it wasn't for that maybe I wouldn't have ended up in ZBrush at all right Uh, and and then all the way to like when I started in the industry like I think the first six months actually working in the industry was like the most growth as an artist that i've probably ever had that was when i like i did the uh the mouse sculpt from samuel young mm-hmm. uh, from his uh design and that was the first time like i think on art station like i, I know i'm saying like follow culture and now i'm gonna get into that but mm-hmm. uh like i think i had like 32 followers or something on art station and then like i posted that and like overnight i had over a thousand because mm-hmm. that just and that was in that period where it was there was probably things that notes that i wasn't quite hitting and then mm-hmm. i had i had um i i was really lucky when i started in the industry i had like a, a whole bunch of artists literally sitting around me crossing my screen and we'd all a lot of us would like you do your day's work and then after you'd spend an hour or two in in the office working on your own sculpt that you had there and uh we'd we'd be talking to each other and giving each other feedback and all that kind of stuff and um i had a, a my supervisor at the time steph stefano Boy, uh he 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 had come he was over in ireland he'd come over from la he had been working in disney and he had tons of experience Um and he was sitting right next to me so mm-hmm. if i did anything wrong he was straight on me time anytime he's like what 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 are you doing that and i'm like i don't know <laughs> <And then> he, <laughs> how you're supposed to this yep. this doesn't work because you've done this and do it this way and you'll see it's this now the balance is better or whatever um and and then you know there's another i i I don't want to get into names too much because then if i don't name someone but you know no i know but it's important
0: it's 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 about paying forward right so like now that you've gotten to a level
2: yeah yeah exactly yeah because yeah you i was in that position we were all in that position at one stage you know Mm -hmm. where you're trying to get into the industry or you're a junior or you're in college or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it it, it's not it isn't like an easy thing to just become a professional artist so it's you need the support and uh i needed the support so now that i'm in a position to give it it just seem it would seem wrong to not you know to just ignore people and not give that support you need to kind of pass it on so yeah there was uh there was a ton of people there including my actually my teacher my 3D teacher in college was the one who told me, he had seen my portfolio on LinkedIn. And um, at the time, I never even posted on LinkedIn at that time. And I just happened to post that day. I just shared my art station link Mm -hmm. and he seen it. And he was the one who said, he was then working, he he was part-time in the college and they were working in an animation studio. And he seen that and he said, oh, you should apply here. And I'd, I'd never worked in the industry i thought Oof, I'm, I'll, I'll try i'll apply and see but i'm i'm thinking i'm not gonna get into the industry not in because it was a studio called brown bag in ireland which is a relatively big studio in ireland so i was thinking there's no way i'm gonna get into that level of studio this quick and uh but yeah i i got it did the interview and i got in so and then i was surrounded by all those artists so he yeah, he was a big help as well because if he hadn't seen that i would have never thought to have applied there
0: yeah yeah well yeah. you seem very humble
2: <laughs> which is a good thing Probably the irish thing it's like self deprecation
0: uh yeah i, I yeah. Yeah, i've known i've known a couple of a couple irishmen there they've definitely <laughs> everything yeah. seems negative all the time <laughs> yeah yeah it is, it is
2: it is you have to find the positivity between the lines yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: it was what was it uh uh what's his name um uh, uh Colin uh, uh the actor, uh he was telling a great oh, Colin uh, Farrell. uh Colin Farrell, yeah. He was saying um yeah. uh an Irish joke. It's like these two Irishmen are looking at this beautiful sunset in front of them and it's just absolutely gorgeous and I go, Oh, we're gonna pay for that tomorrow. Yeah, that's crazy yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's very, it's very funny. But yeah, I'd like, no, it's great. And I think it's really interesting that you, you know, do you think that there's something about Irish culture and Irish, uh, Irish uh, sentiments that, that influences your stories and your, and your, the way you think about art?
2: Um, it probably subconsciously, I, I'd imagine it has to, I, I, like consciously I'm not so sure, but so consciously, I think it has to like I, I tend to lean into like with maybe with lighting I tend to be more dramatic I always like to be dramatic I don't like to you know just do like a, a very display render type of finish I like to you know pump up the like contrast and all that kind of thing uh, and I like to be telling a kind of somewhat dramatic story. but I like the subtleties I like the in-between moments of dramatic stories, mm-hmm. uh, you know the calm parts of the. Um, th- so yeah, there there definitely could be there definitely could be. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you like the in-between stories, right? Just like when you were talking about the the Hellboy, it was like this is after the battle but before the finale. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like I'm not like when the tornadoes. Destroying the place, yeah. After that scene (laughs) where, like, the person standing there and the tornado has gone, right? It's the aftermath, and just the read of that frame, you know, how the light works, and how to tell the story of like the sadness now that takes place in this. That's a uh, from working in the industry with you know, because. Everywhere you work, it seems in the animation industry, you're working with everyone in the world. Like it's 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 very multinational, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, all everyone always says because here we'll have like film festivals and stuff where and there's a lot of like Irish short films put in, and uh, everyone always says why are all the Irish stories are always sad, and we're like yeah, I guess they are yeah, I think which is probably well, we're supposed to be, you know, poets and this and the likes, and our history is kind of morbid in places, so there's probably some of that leaking in and those melding together. So that's probably why we tend to tell a lot of, like, sad stories. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're also,
0: even your, well, your sense of humor is definitely very dark, which is also wonderful. I think I, yeah. like, I like dark humor, personally. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's, what's the the horror film that my family absolutely loves? Grabbers. I love Grabbers. Oh, have you no. ever seen Grabbers? No. Oh, it's a it's an Irish horror film comedy. It's really oh, good. Right. <laughs> it's pretty low budget, but it's pretty uh, hilarious. You'll, yeah, have to, okay. you'll have to. You'll have to Halloween no. time. So it's definitely something worth yeah, uh, worth, worth going into. <laughs> totally, totally. Um. So, so yeah, so, but that's, that's really cool. So let's talk a little bit about your, your, your involvement, you know, in, in, you know, the ZBrush community and how did you, you know, obviously you learn ZBrush and, you know, there's a lot of people learn ZBrush, but you got much more involved in the community and, and sort of pixel logic and, and sort of champion and sort of are now, you know, an ambassador in some ways to, 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 to them. So how did, uh, how did that happen? How did you sort of get into, yeah, get involved that way?
2: It's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> it is bizarre. Because uh, I used to watch those streams, and like it's weird to be actually doing them now. When yeah, I think back, but uh, yeah, I, I well, early on, um, ZBrush contacted me about one of my pieces to use as a, a, an image for a marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that at that stage, maybe I was on the radar, um, and then. I met uh, Jamie lebel mm-hmm. at um, Lightbox when I went to LA. Okay, when was so this around? Uh, this was like three years ago. Okay, three years ago. Um, because I I remember saying to him, "Oh, I can't wait to come over next year to the Zebra Summit." And right. then, of course, we had COVID and all that stuff. Right, right, right. 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 Uh, but. Um it was actually Matt Thorup, uh another stylized sculptor, mm-hmm. who said when I talked to him, he was like, Oh, come over here, I'll introduce you and introduce me and he knew who I was. Right. And uh then not long after I got back from LA I got an email to do um the ZBrush Masters series. Okay. Uh, so I I did the Zbrush Master series uh, and that was really cool and then I think just not long after that then uh, they emailed me again and during, well you know you're prepping for it to start and you're doing all that and so I was just like chatting to Joseph Drust and stuff right. and and um, it came up about doing Pixelogic Live, and I said, Yeah, I'd love to do it. It'd be, it'd be great. And they were like, Oh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we can we can get you in to do Logic Live. Right. And uh, so I did the ZBrush Masters series. And then. And that's. Uh, ZBrush
0: Masters is not live, right? Or is it live?
2: Yeah, it was live, yeah. Okay, it live.
0: so you well, explain a little bit what what that is and what people can get out of it, because not everyone might know about, sure. <laughs> about what that series is.
2: Yeah, that was just. That was like a, a kind of once off. Like episode for uh, whatever selected artists and for each artist they brought them in and mm-hmm. talked about like their process and you know how they got into the industry and whatever else particular maybe particular pieces of work they did right uh, it, it was it was it was largely up to the artist too of course about what what they would like to talk about sure and um, i decided to do it wasn't till after i seen the other artists like uh like rafa grazetti and so on Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of big artists so it was really cool to be involved in that to be alongside all these huge artists that i'd known for years Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and uh, i i decided to do a live demo which (laughs) i didn't see really any of the other artists doing i was like oh maybe i bit off a lot there but uh it it went well like I, i i enjoyed it and uh i a lot of people seem to really respond highly to it because I kind of went through the, the, the process, um, of how, how I put together characters and, sh- and did it step by step. And I, and I done the kind of, you know, the cook and show thing of like, here's one I prepared earlier and skip the head to just right. so I could fit in. Cause I, i I'm trying to remember now, I think it was two hours. I want to say right. two hours. Um, and, yeah that went that that was it it, it, i managed it in the end it was a it was a tall order for the two hours that we had uh, especially with because you're you know answering questions and stuff as well as sculpting which can be tricky um and the that so they brought in i'm not sure how many artists now they brought there was a there was a lot of episodes in the end uh talking about you know the 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 general how you got into the industry do you approach certain things in their artwork and stuff it was really interesting a lot of really really cool artists and episodes that were done yeah it was really good
0: well that's cool okay so then how did the live the live stream just happen naturally after that right
2: yeah i think we would just after talking about it a little bit and then Mm -hmm. i guess they figured out how like where we'd slot in and um then Eventually, they after not long after they reached out to me and said, "Hey, we'd we'd like to have you in for the Pixelogic live. if You'd be interested in that." And uh, I did the beta testing for ZBrush then at the time as well. Okay. And um, yeah, just okay. started from there. It was nerve wracking though, because you know, like I said, I'd watched it for so long, right. and now I'm gonna be one of these artists doing the zero the Logic live streams. And like that pressure of like a hope, I do go. I don't want to be the I don't want to be the only live streamer for PixLogic that gets like two people watching every week or whatever because I'm just not doing it right. Or so I remember, like I I ordered a new microphone and um I ordered like stuff for the like lights and stuff because <laughs> like streamers have lights, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it seemed to work well. A-, a lot of people. It was funny. A lot of people in the uh master series when i did that were commenting about like my accent and stuff because i guess it's not common to hear uh, a dublin accent in like pixelogic live streams or m- really many streams at all so right uh, that seemed to work in my favor, so I'm basically riding that wave. Oh,
0: good. Okay. Good. He's like, "Yeah, everyone likes my accent, yeah. so that, that's working." Yeah, it. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follows. We'll get some more follows because of the accent, not because of the artwork. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, okay. So, but you are a regular on there, right? Is that is that is that right? You're on there pretty regularly.
2: Yeah, I I do every second week, every second Wednesday. Um, okay. I do a stream. I do a two-hour stream. Um, I keep wanting to do more, but it's back to that time thing again of trying to find enough yeah. hours. But um, I do every second week on on a Wednesday night, and that's that's seems to be enough to get by. But it'd be nice to be able to do it every week. But yeah. you know yourself, it's hard to it's hard to fit it in. But I've been doing it for that's flown, boy. I've been doing it for quite a while now okay i i I, I actually i'd struggle to tell you how long but it's 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 gone a good while now okay it's just especially true like you know from working at home and everything time has flown anyway yeah 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 so yeah it's it's funny like i I looked a while ago there's a there's a there's actually a fair amount of episodes now that i've done and uh which is really cool to see it's cool because i'm in now like it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's not like I've gone far and I'm like, is it, are they gonna, maybe I'm not doing so well. Like I've, I've done it for long enough now that I'm obviously, I'm doing something right. It seems. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. I got, I got kind of shocked when I figured out that this podcast has been going on for seven years. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I, don't I like, I, I not know that was yeah. so, but I think you're right. The COVID's kind of like, Time kind of stopped and we forgot that it was like almost almost two years have gone by, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, totally, <laughs> which is insane. I only found uh, out last week I got my my one year anniversary in my current job, Because okay. I changed jobs during I changed uh, studio during and it popped up on LinkedIn. and I, I was like, I thought I was there like four months, right? It's been a year, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Time has been it's like being stuck in a loop it's weird
0: yeah well let's talk about your current job where are you working now
2: uh, i work for a company called giant animation uh-huh. um it's in dublin as well it's a smaller studio um but they do mainly they're working mainly on tv and they are they've done some um specials and uh, they just do what what attracted me to them was the style of work they do and the the way they treat their artists i don't know anyone who's worked there that doesn't love that studio um it's the the like you're on a first name basis with the owners um mm-hmm. it's like they 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 want to know what you think when you're doing the artwork which you know when you're in bigger studios you know it, because of so many people It's just by that nature you kind of have to this the company has to run a certain way because you can't be personal with everybody when you've tons and tons of employees right Uh, but it's really creative uh environment and the style that they do is really cool it's some of the some of the coolest work and that's for me what attracts me to a studio more than anything is what will i be making and a lot of the like the the stuff that i'm getting to make with them on a day-to-day basis and working with the owners who are artists themselves and really talented uh and they're you know i'm working back i'm doing like back and forth and they also with them i i'm actually getting to like design and 3d a lot of studios you know for a character modeler in a character modeler position you would be given uh, a design and you have to follow that design and depending on the studio you might have to like really, really hone in. You have to get exactly everything, almost line for line in, uh, in your character, um, which depending on the kind, of <clears throat> the kind of modeler you are, you either like that or you prefer the other method, which is maybe you're given something a little bit looser and then you get to interpret. Or in my case, it's kind of that combined with sometimes I'm just designing the character. Myself. It's just I'm given the brief and I just design the character and 3 Which I love, love doing. So, um, that's that's it's it's kind of ideal in terms of how they work and how I like to work. Is we've found a nice sweet spot.
0: That's great. That's really cool. And so, like, how I mean, obviously, I mean, I've seen some of their work because I was, you know, looking at (laughs) information, which is really great. Um, And you definitely, like you said, your style seems to mesh. It's surprising to me that you've only been working there for a year <laughs> it seems yeah. like he would have been working there for a while just just based on the artistic style uh yeah, yeah. but uh but that's that's really cool so what do you and when you say that they you know they uh they treat their artists well what 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 do you what 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 needs what do how do people need to treat their artists what is the best way to do it and what's there, what are some yeah, of the that's mistakes that's that are made which million dollar
2: fashion, really isn't it yeah, yeah so I, I think like First and foremost for me is not kind of, if you treat your artist like they're just the tool to a mean, for a means to an end, like just, yeah, just do the job and you're not letting them be involved creatively. Like you're hiring an artist and then you're not letting them be creative. That's a big mistake because mm. your artist is going to burn out really quickly and they're going to lose interest. Because they're not getting to be which is why they wanted to get into this industry in the first place is to be creative because they're an artist uh, so if you if you don't let them do that um, or if you like belittle that part of the process then that's gonna be that's never gonna work out I don't think it's not it's not a good way to, to treat an artist um I mean there's of course you know just generally the the things you should treat employees well you know pay them fairly don't make them work crazy hours uh that kind of stuff of course um but for artists specifically i think it it really is important to let them be involved in the process of creating whatever it is that they're 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 doing whether it be characters or, or lighting or animation or whatever else right um and yeah i I, i've seen both sides of that and uh it's it's really it's disheartening you know especially as a newer artist coming into the industry and you've all these expectations of now what this job is going to be like and stuff if you you if you're just coming into the industry and then you land in that and you're not given any trust or any you're, you're never even asked what do you think uh you know it's 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 a big shock to the system because it's stark contrast between what you're expecting and what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think that's that that was what really stood out to me just because Joint were so good at that. They really want their artists involved in and of course you get your notes from the art director, all that stuff. You have to get that stuff. That's you need you need because I don't want to set the expectation that, you know, Well yes, I I, I could
0: art is not always good as a democracy, especially. (laughs) You need someone in charge to make the final decision about things and and sets the direction. But I think you're right. I think there's, but, you know, as someone who used to be a a supervisor, it's always challenging because sometimes you just, you you just need to get something done and you're panicking. And you're like, can you just do this and just do it and then not think about that artist's time, right? So I think what I've, learn is if you if when things are calm <laughs> give those opportunities of trust to the artist yes. and then that and then when things get stressful that artist will solve those problems better because of that relationship and that 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 understanding that you gained exactly. before.
2: yeah I couldn't agree more absolutely because yeah. we all have those times where you know there's just i know there's a there's a stigma around the word crunch in the industry but like so I don't want to say crunch, but there, we all have in whatever job you're in, there's always times where things are busy. Right. And In those times you may not have, maybe be able to afford to give an artist all that time to express whatever it is that they want to. Right. But yeah. I think you're right in terms of if, at least if you're trying, if you're at least the artist feels that there's a balance trying to be made. Right. That they're, they're getting something. It doesn't have to be, it shouldn't be constant. But yeah, it's it's yeah. There's definitely a it's a it's a bit of a dance. It is,
0: sure. it is, and I think it's really you know it's a it's a it's a good thing the treating treating the artist fairly. I mean, they, I think for a long, long time, and in in, you know, especially in the early days of visual effects, there was artists were not really artists; they were technicians, right? They were button pushers <laughs> in a lot of ways, and 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 that was a challenge. And a lot of CG artists enjoyed the challenge of. Working with the technology instead of actually doing something creative. And I think it's interesting that, you know, for you, just technology seems to be very secondary towards your art inspiration (laughs) in a lot of ways. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I think that's like a a kind of newer version of the artists in the industry is because of the, because of how the technology has grown and, and allowed for you to be more artistic without the technical knowledge mm-hmm. uh, or without as much technical knowledge um but that said over time that like i started it when i when i came into the industry being like ah oh, i don't want to do the technical stuff that stuff is gonna just be a headache for me all the time i I know i'll have to do it at some stage you know retopology and so on mm-hmm. but if i can avoid it i will uh but over time I became more and more interested in that and you know now doing topology and like figuring out you know doing blend shapes uh which is uh, blend shapes to me is like the ultimate in terms of a character modelers tasks that they will get the blend shapes is like the the ultimate middle ground of creative and technical because they have to work together but they have to look good right and they have to like. There's so many little things that you can get wrong in bend shapes, and then you give that to the animator, and you get a ton of notes, and then you're coursing the animator, and the animator's cursing you, and the riggers in the middle losing their hair, and it's just a disaster. But the the longer I've done it, I I've now become like it's. I'm really I love doing those things now, and I lo I, I'll sit there and play with like ways to improve the topology and. And I enjoy it, like figuring out a puzzle, kind of. Right. Or uh, even, and then even l- like learning different softwares or different tools. Like over time, it it was definitely not the case initially, but it 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 snuck in over time when I wasn't looking. Right. And uh, because you know, the tools will allow you to be more creative. You know, like I I learned when I started in the industry. Basically, I just knew ZBrush. And then I had to learn Maya. And then but learning Maya opened up new ways to do things that were quicker. And uh, it meant I could get to the result that I wanted without having to fight something. Right. Uh, and then I learned Substance Painter. And, you know, now that's a whole other set of tools that to use to do other things. that I You know, adding normal maps and, you know, so I, it's, it's fueling the creativity too. So you can't really have one without the other. I mean, at the end of the day, you're working on a computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're going to yeah. have to learn some software. <laughs> well, I, I,
0: you know, it's interesting. I actually wanted to ask you a little bit about that because, you know, like you said, you know, you when you do, like, for example, your Hellboy piece, that's a standalone image and et cetera. And it's much more... Uh, creative all the way through, right? You you can just think about a, mo- a lot of the technology is much more secondary there, but it's you modeling for animation is it's a different beast and involves sure. a lot of thinking and you have to like, oh no I have to do this because this person is going to take it and do something else with it and I have, so so. how are some of the, how is that challenging in, in those ways?
2: Uh, well it can be, well it can be that can set some challenges even from the very get-go when you're doing the design depending on what level because like you, you might uh, like say it's different in feature because you've got more time to figure things out but say in tv from my experience working on tv mm-hmm. you might be like that that's going to be a lot of trouble for the rigor say
0: mm-hmm.
2: if we model it the way that 2d is designed so you might have to take that out and it could be something like the the hair is super long or something i mean or there's they've got like long hair and a backpack or they've got like i remember doing one where she this character had like this huge big chunk of hair right and what we quick what i quickly realized was what happens if when she sits in a chair because the cut through behind her head she's gonna have to sit with her head way away from the chair (laughs) And it's right. stuff like that, that you have. To, obviously, you never have to think about when you're just doing a render for your portfolio or whatever. Right. Um, so all the way down at design, like it, made it the problems immediately start. Uh, but like that, it's there. It's it's nice to try and solve them too. It you know because if everything was easy, it wouldn't be very interesting. So having some problems to a point uh, is can be is is enjoyable to try and figure out maybe like because it's a creative solution you have to find a a way to try to keep the essence of it without the animator pulling the hair out trying to trying to make it work in the scene or the rigger pulling the hair out trying to rig whatever it is that you've modeled Um, and then of course at uh, then you get to the point where you've done your sculpt and everything's looking good and now you have to make it work for a rig so you have to do your retopo and it depends like <clears throat> that can be that can be that has a that's like a whole thing in itself uh which is why I, being a character modeler is quite an intricate job because you've to you're like you're the start of the 3d process like after 2d now it goes into 3d and you're at the head of that so you have to make sure that it's going to work for the rigor, and mm-hmm. the black shapes are going to work and everything is also appealing. And the art director likes it and the facial shapes work that when the animator makes facial shapes, which the camera is like here, that it looks good. And, um, and you're responsible for all those things. And when any of that goes wrong, they come back to you. And then, you know, then you're sending it also to the texture artist who might have to do some stuff with the UVs and that can also come back to you and, how things are combined or separated or cut or whatever so there's there's a lot there's a lot to take in there um, which not to anyone starting in the industry it's not to scare them because you do you you, uh, you know a junior that comes in is not expected to be able to nail all of that in a character straight away you, you, you're expected right. to be you need help and that's what your lead is there for just to make sure that everything goes smoothly and that you learn right um, but there there's a lot involved because once you've got even once you've done your so you've done your retopo
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you know in a lot of cases if you're doing like a plain human character you'll have uh, as you'll know the like a, a a base topology that goes across every human character that can right. share and you're sharing the same skinning and you're sharing the same blend shapes in a lot of cases uh, and that's just to save time but you know you got to make sure they're in place properly or else the rigger is not going to be happy Right. and then you're, you've got your other characters that are just completely different or maybe they're animals or whatever and you need to do we top off from scratch on them and figure out how that works and that's like what do they need to do Well, how do their faces move so how do I figure out the edge flow so it's all all of that and then you go into your blend shapes and that can work different depending on the studio some studios lean more into rigging to to start their blend to start their facial shapes and then some just entirely rely on blend shapes uh, i've done both of those um which doing it entirely with blend shapes uh is a big job for a modeler and it's very difficult that's that's always where you know if you get a junior um, they'll be able to sculpt and they'll need they'll need that extra attention and stuff which is expected that's fine but they'll be able to sculpt they'll be able to use zbrush brush and then they'll be able to retopo they might need some refinement in their retopo or you know in terms of like they they lose a lot of them they'll lose some of the shape mm-hmm. so, you know some of the nice edges and stuff they will lose what was in the sculpt when they do the retopo that's usually the common thing um and then but then but they can kind of do it but then they get to the blend shapes and that's when they really start to just you can see them you can see them like the stress that they're going through trying to get the blend shapes to work and all the problems and all the like this doesn't work now but i don't know when that broke because that's the thing in the cg like things break and you have no idea you yeah. broke some eight steps ago and you have no idea until it's too late now <laughs> you have to like that's why you, this is why you know saving and in increments and stuff is a thing so um yeah. Yeah, the blend shapes tends to be the the biggest hurdle for a lot of kind of newer modellers that haven't done that a lot, especially when the studio was using blend shapes and only blend shapes to drive the facial shapes, because you've right. a lot, you've a lot to do, and yeah. the more complicated kind of, you know, like a lot of people take for granted what a wide, what's involved in a wide smile, in a wide open jawed smile, you know, because yeah. you have the, the teeth placement. Is the blend shape working? The shifts in volume, right. uh, the tone placement, everything is, and it all has to be done right or else it's just going to look weird. Yeah. A common one is like the teeth, placing the teeth in the head uh-huh. uh, or, or creating the mouth bag properly. Right. So that it wraps around the teeth. These are little things that people don't necessarily think of. And even in, I've seen in studios, where it's done wrong and no one really notices and the, it's funny looking in the animation but mm-hmm. s- people are like well, that's just the way it is <laughs> but it can be fixed if you do it right a lot of people just don't realize right uh, so even the animators it's like yeah that's just what it looks like what are you gonna do uh, and they don't realize it can be fixed if you do if that's modeled correctly and it's right. neutral it's properly neutral when it's handed to the rigger. That's another really important thing. So there's so many, that's only, that's like, that's not even half of it. That's so <laughs> many little things. Well, I find it fascinating because,
0: you know, I've, I've, uh, I used to talk to uh, uh, my, my friend, Steve pree he's a big, uh, big uh, animation guy and, and did rigging and all that stuff. But obviously he's a, he's a big supervisor at this point. Um, uh, sure. and he, he was telling me about some of the things about a face is like, you know, the thing about a face a head is it's, it's only got two bones in it <laughs> it's got, right? yeah. and, and, and the, 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 jaw just, when we're talking, it, it barely actually moves. It doesn't go wow. We're not, we're not really opening our mouth. We're just, just barely moving it. Uh, yeah. And it's all of these muscles in our face that are creating all these different things. And it's so complicated in so many ways.
2: And oh, just huge, uh, like, you know, the uncanny valley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, I did. A, I started a group uh, many years ago called uh, the Human Project and where we were doing like trying to figure out all that stuff. And uh, sure. It's very, yeah, it's very complicated, uh, but yeah, it's cool. And I think it's interesting because, you know, you, you are, you do know all these things. And even though you avoided that, you, you know, the, the technology somehow that, uh, you know, it's not just a technology, it's just thinking about physiology as well as, you know, how to keep expressions on something and understanding that and giving that to someone else to actually make that happen for you is kind of, is yeah, kind of yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I that was when I started in the industry. I avoided riggers at all costs. And never they're the most up.
0: technical people.
2: <laughs> yes, by far. And if you treat your riggers right, they'll treat you right. That's a big thing to remember. <laughs> yep. Treat your riggers right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they, they're, they're, they're,
0: but they're also, they, if they, you know, yeah, you gotta get, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be very good with them, and also give them something that they will they're excited about as well. <laughs> yeah, big time.
2: Big time. Absolutely, cool. don't make their job harder than it has to be because it's already hard. <laughs> yep, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Well,
0: listen, uh, Paul, thank you so much for doing this. It's really great to hear about uh, about stuff, and uh, we, you know, we'll ask uh, Kristen. We'll get in touch with you and ask for some links to all the different places that people can follow your work and also see some of your live streams and all of those things. It'd be really great to to sort of make sure that people have that opportunity, but your work is fabulous uh your uh your persona is wonderful as well thank you so much for for being that and uh and for you know helping out the community and sort of being uh being involved uh uh, as you are and, and being a mentor to a lot of people so it's been really great talking to you
2: and you too thanks very much Chris. it's been a pleasure it's been great so thanks very much for having me on